When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What a start here for Dallas on the road in a game seven. Doncic three. Yeah, I can't attend the culture. I see the hate, so say what you say, because I got to watch for the vultures. Luka Doncic is absolutely putting on a show here in the Valley. This is Phoenix's biggest deficit all season. And the booze cascading down. They ain't never seen it like me. Got my team right beside me. Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks are going to the Western Conference Finals. He is Jalen Rose. I am David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that we We do? Game seven in Phoenix. Luka Doncic and the Mavs are on the road in a deciding game. And right from the very jump, you could tell it was Doncic's day. He hit a little jumper, and then he hit that three. And then he hit another three. He had their first eight points, and the Mavs never looked back from there. They waxed the Suns. Not only did they wax the Suns, but like kept CP3 extremely quiet in the process. And that's an important distinction because when you're watching these highlights, Luca's an equal opportunity employer. You see CP right there looking at the back of his jersey like it's a license plate. Then you see Bridges getting bullied on the post. And then it's like, you know what, Bridges, I'll take you out to the three line and you could get some of that too. But here's where you take their soul. When Luca starts to post up Aiton, and all of a sudden he's making shots on him. And then he's caught guarding him on the perimeter and he's making shots on him. They demoralized mm. the Suns, the defending Western Conference champions. And Luca, going into that game, I was pulling up some things about LeBron before turning 24. And I wanted to have it handy just in case Luca did this. And not only did he get it done, but Spencer Dinwiddie scored 30, Jacoby. Yeah, he did. An in-season acquisition by the Mavs for Kristaps Porzingis. Remember when he was known as a unicorn and how he and Luka was going to be a dynamic duel? Well, now how about the three guards? The three amigos, whatever you want to call them. Jalen Brunson, dribble driving, scoring. Dinwiddie finally found his offensive weaponry. And the thing is, against the Suns, who were at home, they were at home. And, 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 and like, 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 this is one of the more surprising and disappointing playoff results that I recently recall. Like, I thought the Nets getting swept was one thing, but the way the Suns lost to the Mavs? They had already outplayed expectations. If the Mavs would have lost in five, 
People would have been like, all we got to do is get Lucas some help, get Tim Hardaway Jr. back. He put the boys on his shoulders. And I'm not saying that he's my guy. Coach, legend, Larry Joe Bird. But what I am saying is when you watch him play and you take away his greatness and you quantify how did he just do that? He's bigger than he looks. He's slower than he actually seems. But yet all of a sudden, it don't matter who's on him, it's a mismatch for him. And it was so beautiful to watch a young player that has already ascended into the MVP conversation catapult himself into superstardom. Like, this was game seven. This, mm. You know what I'm saying? Against the defending Western Conference champions. Extremely impressive. And coach of the year, Monty Williams. Like, I felt so bad for Monty. I was like, I wish he could get out there and play. Like, seriously. That because he would have gave a lot more fight than his team did. And I'm really impressed by what I saw from the Jason Kidd coach, Dallas Mavs. You made some really good points, Jen. I want to reiterate. Number one, Luca was getting it however he wanted it on whoever he wanted. But Luca wasn't even the true story to this. This was a true team win. He had help. And what they did defensively to this Phoenix Suns team, like, they couldn't get anything going. And you also mentioned something else that no one's talking about. Tim Hardaway Jr., He's like, I don't know, their third best player? They're their second, third, fourth best player? And he hasn't been there throughout this entire run. And now they're in the Western Conference Finals. They were waxing the Suns so bad that at halftime, Luka Doncic had as many points as the Suns. He was asked about wow. that after the game. And here is what he had to say. Wow. Were you aware at halftime you had as many points as the Suns? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, that, that, came up, that came up in the locker room. Now, gentlemen, we celebrated the Mavs and Luka, but now it's time to talk about the Suns. You and I have been calling Suns the best team in basketball since about the fourth week of the regular season. The best team in basketball did not look like it last night. This is such a disappointing loss. If they were to go into overtime and Luka hits a buzzer beater, you could say to yourself, you know what? We got shot down. It was a close game. But to lose like this... Makes you ask some questions this offseason, doesn't it? Absolutely. And this is a depressing loss because you still want to bring this core group of players back, right? And so now you look at the dynamics of the team. Take care of DeAndre Ayton now puts you in the luxury tax. Also, Chris Paul, since he turned 37, hasn't been the same player. Now, I know it's only a sample size of five playoff games, but the dramatic fall off in his game, and he's been a part of five separate situations where his team was up 2-0, and they've lost the series. Just think about that for a second. And this series, we can look back at what happened with the Clippers and some of those dubious losses that they had with Lob City and what happened with the Rockets and whether he was healthy or injured. And you know how much I love CP. That's my guy, JRLA mm -hmm. supporter. In my phone, family. Like, I, I, it pained me to watch how he performed those half, last handful of games. Seven turnovers in the first half, four fouls in the first half, games scoring in single digits, having many turnovers or more turnovers than assists, being bullied by Jalen Brunson, like, like the, the dramatic 
fall off from his game in this series is something as a team now you got to assess because you couldn't turn to Cameron Payne. He ended up getting benched for Landry Shaman. Like, and so now, now you have to look at that. You take care of Aiden. You want Bridges to grow. You, you, it, it, it's demoralizing based on the fact that they won the West and lose the, this year the way they did. But having a coach like Monty Williams, the coach of the year, is what gives me solace that this group can recover. But man, that was a heartbreaking loss if you're a Phoenix Suns player because they had mm -hmm. championship expectations. There was some discussion about Chris Paul's health. Apparently there's a quad issue that he was dealing with. But when you mention all of those series that Chris Paul has lost in his career, his health was a key factor in a lot of that. So I don't know if that's encouraging or discouraging that Chris Paul could have been injured toward the end of this series, which led to sort of his demise. He actually spoke to reporters after the game and here's what he had to say. You know, you play long enough and you don't win. Every time you lose, they're gonna say it was, it was your best chance. But I think for, for me, us is, we'll be right back next year. Tell you that much, I, I'm not uh, retiring tomorrow. Thank God, you know, hopefully I'm healthy, come back, but uh, keep playing. I mean, you could say that Booker was hurt earlier in this postseason. You could say Chris Paul was hurt then, but him, Aiton and Booker, didn't score like it, it didn't score until like an hour into the game in real time it was one of the more <laughs> baffling performances i've ever yeah. seen well said well said jacoby i agree and now enter the devin booker portion of the chat he also struggled mightily three of 14 only 11 points this is the best backcourt in the nba the last couple of seasons the most clutch backcourt in the nba historically the last couple of seasons. And also, as you mentioned, Aiton. For those three to be so very invisible like they were, like on paper, please say the names out loud, Jacoby, when you get a chance of the people that were charged with guarding DeAndre Aiton. So is that Bertans out there? <laughs> Cleaver, Cleaver's, out, Cleaver's out there, little Dwight Powell mixed in. You know, those are the sort of the big three that, that he was facing. So on paper, when you go in and try to get a max deal this offseason, you should be dominating them, right? Mm. That should be the expectation. And for that not to be happening, that 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 was really head scratching, like you said. And to go like so long real time without scoring, it was just bizarre. But I want to give the Mavs all of the credit because we made sure we gave credit to the Suns as the best team in basketball. And like I did with the Bucks until I saw somebody beat them, I was gonna pay respect to them. But Luka showed up like Debo at the park. Yeah, did. And I wanna make sure that I pay homage to the Dallas Mavs. It was good to see him celebrating with Dirk at the end of the game. And you know I love competitive people. And I think Luka is one, because I remember <laughs> game five when Devin Booker was on the ground and he called it the Luca special. And I remember Lil Wayne tweeting about Luca, calling him out of his name, and Lil Wayne was in the front row. And Luca, after game five, said, everyone talks tough when they're up. Everyone talks mm. tough when they're up. And I was like, wow, wow. Luca seems pretty confident wow. for someone who just lost a playoff game is now on the wow. brink of elimination. And here we are, two games later, and Luca Doncic didn't even have to play in the fourth quarter. Didn't even have mm. to, didn't even have to, to go to the scorer's table and check in in the fourth quarter. And now the Dallas Mavs are going to face the Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. Wow, I love this the game, playoffs. This game was so crazy.
that we were supposed to talk about the Bucks Celtics in this segment, but we had to go long on this one. I'm, I'm still shocked, and it's almost 24 hours later that this happened, but we will get to the Eastern Conference Finals, which are now set right after this very short break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thank you for watching Jalen Jacoby on television. Don't forget, we have exclusive podcast content every single day, so make sure you subscribe and follow to the Jalen Jacoby podcast. Coming to you live from the seaport here in New York City and brought to you by Chase. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, Bucks, Celtics, Tatum against Giannis. Two superstars throwing blows like a heavyweight fight. No, that's not what it was. It was Grant Williams. Grant Williams taking over the game, winning the series almost single-handedly in Boston. What a game from Grant Williams. To the east, my brother, to the east. As the conference turns, so does the NBA. And by the way, shout to Grant Williams knocking down threes on a big stage. In the first half, I saw him get going. And mm-hmm. before you know it, in the second half, he continued that. I also saw that White's minutes was going to be limited because he was struggling in the first half. He was 0 for 7. Enter Peyton Pritchard, who also played big. Now, here's some math for you, David Jacoby. I'm listening. Brown and Tatum combined for 42 points. Pritchard and Williams combined for 41. That was the <laughs> difference. <laughs> In game seven. And And Williams didn't even start hot. Like, Williams did not start hot. (laughs) At all. And and by the way, the beauty of this year's NBA. Now, think about it. I believe four of the top five candidates for MVP are now eliminated from the playoffs. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. And so, what does that mean in a league where you still have LeBron, Steph, Kawhi, KD, who weren't in the MVP conversation for various reasons, whether it's their team record or injury. It shows you that the young stars have officially ascended. And one that I believe that we didn't ignore, but made sure that we paid attention to this time around is Jason Tatum. Because this ain't his first time in the conference finals. See, when you look at like, I believe they made it now for the last five years. For the so last six, I believe. Regardless of, yep. And so they've gone through Kyrie at the point, Kimba, Dennis Schroeder, and then they found love in Marcus Smart. Are you old enough to remember when people were saying they should break up Brown and Tatum? Mm-hmm. Not on this program. Okay. Not never. And I was standing in Boston, and I told the Celtics people that would be the dumbest thing they did in the history of their franchise. And this was at a time when people was questioning Ime Adoka, who, by the way, we had on this show, and we made sure to tell you that he was going to be just fine. 
He was going to get this team together to where Grant Williams can lead them in scoring in the game seven on their home floor because they took the number two seed. Remember when people were looking at the play-in scenario and trying to figure if they were going to not play against the Nets? How about Jason Tatum just lifted his team versus KD and Giannis to get them to the conference finals? You see what I'm saying? Like, I appreciate how he's ascended. And this is one of the things I love about his game the most. How he can shoot off both dribbles. Like, normal, uh, he can shoot accurate after dribbling with either hand. Sometimes when a person is going to pull up, they do a hezzy with their right or do a hezzy with their left and pull up. But he's the kind of guy that hit you with a strong left hand dribble, back you up from three and knock it. And then go cross over, strong right hand dribble from three and knock it. Like, that's a special offensive trait. And so now to see him go against that heat defense that was swarming in the last couple of series, I'm really excited. So very excited. Guess what? I'm in Miami right now. Oh, yeah. You the Celtics, Celtics they had a 3.30 right game now. yesterday. They're going right to Miami. No doubt. And that Heat defense and Jimmy Butler will be waiting. Jimmy Butler has been on a tear these playoffs. The Heat defense just looked at Trey Young and made him look bad. Looked at James Harden, made him look bad except for one game. This Heat defense is so good. What do you expect to see from them against this Celtics team? So you hear the term a lot by Bill Belichick. He didn't make it up, kind of like Rasheed Wallace didn't make a ball, don't lie. But like making the other team play left-handed. So what does that mean? I'm a lefty, right? It was easier against the Hawks and or against James Harden because of their styles and how those teams run their offenses. Trey Young was just getting swarmed and, and, and he really didn't have like the, the perimeter support against a defense like that. For James Harden, they started 0-2, they got Embiid back. He played terrific in one game, but his productivity, his aggression, and his enthusiasm wasn't just there. It was not there. The Heat gonna face a different team in this Boston Celtics because everything we say about Heat culture and their toughness and paying attention to detail, that's exactly what the Celtics have been since January 1st. They have the defensive player of the year in Marcus Smart. They brought back Al Horford, who's playing quality minutes for them up front. They've developed their roster. Robert Williams is going to continue to hopefully get healthy and play quality minutes. So this is going to be a terrific series. And I'm glad you bring up the toughness part and the culture part because those were two of the things that we criticized the Celtics for last year and the year before and at the beginning of this year, frankly. And those things have changed under the tutelage of Ime Udoka. This is a huge win for the Celtics. And again, another huge matchup in Miami. Jalen, I think I got to fly down there. I got to fly down there for tomorrow. Yes. I got to fly down there. Let's I'll do be that. down there tomorrow in Miami. And there's an off day in between the two games, right? I think I'm going to stay down there for game two, too. This is going to be so <laughs> yeah! much fun to watch. I will be in the building doing hoop streams. Jalen will be in the building doing NBA countdown. And we will continue doing J&J while we're down there and right after this very short break. Oh, look what's coming up on ESPN. 
Tuesday, 7 p.m. It is NBA Countdown with Jalen Rose in a fancy suit and a fresh haircut. And then we have the draft lottery at 8 p.m. where franchises change. And then game one of the Eastern Conference Finals between the Heat and the Celtics. All tomorrow on ESPN. Right now on ESPN, welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Every single day on the program, we recognize another day that Brittany Griner is still detained in Russia. Here we are again. 88 days is way too long. Sending well wishes to her and a speedy return to the United States. Jalen, we didn't have a show on Friday, and you were in Atlanta. What exactly were you doing Georgia? in Georgia, sir? Georgia! Congratulations to my daughter, Queen Mariah Rose. She graduated on Friday, Jacoby. And it takes a village. And it was so very gratifying to see her super mom, Mari, her big brother and bodyguard, Ladarius, her little sissy, Gracie, really just enjoy and celebrate this amazing accomplishment for the family. I'm extremely proud of her. And as you know, the sky's the limit. I'm gonna get her to come back on the show during these playoffs for sure. Please do make sure you follow her on social. She's extremely talented and she's gonna be part of sports media for a long time. Congratulations, Mariah. Jalen, we watched two game sevens on the hardwood, but during that blowout, I started changing the channels. There are a couple of game sevens <laughs> on the ice. One, the New York Rangers, you know I, go, I love to jump on a bandwagon. And Panarin got the goal in overtime of game seven at home to send them on. And then Goudreau did it for the Calgary Flames. Big shout to them. You know I jump on the hockey right around this time Mini of year. Mini game sevens. Right around Big this time game of year. sevens. That'll be a cold jersey to get. Those will be cold jerseys to cop. We haven't discussed the Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry, who are waiting for Luka Doncic in the Western Conference Finals. What do you think this break has done for them? I think it gave them a chance to, first off, just re-energize as a team. They're going to get their head coach Steve Kerr back. The Splash Brothers, you know, they ain't the youngest backcourt in the league. It was great to see Game 6 Clay show up, but it was great to see Draymond be dominant. Getting assists, getting boards, locking down on defense, getting a couple of buckets. Like, he's the anchor to what they do. And shout to mm-hmm. Looney, just grabbing boards. Looney Chamberlain, out there just grabbing every <laughs> rebound. You know what I'm saying? He needs time to rest. Hopefully they get Gary Payton a second back. And, it's, and I want to see Poole, in, in particular, defensively play a lot better in the next series. I mean, based on what we just saw, just based on what we just saw in Phoenix, the answer is nobody. But who do they have that can slow down Luka Doncic? See, Luka's entered that. He's like a perimeter version of Giannis. Like nobody's stopping him. Mm. It's a make or a miss, literally, when you're on Luka, and he's making his teammates better. Let's see if Dinwiddie and Brunson can keep up their level of play. It's going to be a great Western Conference Final. We will be in Miami for the Easter Conference Finals starting tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow, ESPN 2, 4 p.m. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners where we get to talk about all the things we can't talk about on television. Mr. Rose, there's a lot to get to. Number one are Miami plans, but that's going to have to be on the back burner for a moment because I saw some news about a player who's no longer in the playoffs. I just wanted to uh, read it to you. Carl Anthony Towns. Remember him and the Timberwolves? They had that great series against the Grizzlies. They had some collapses. Like, it's, it's one thing to have what happened to the Suns. They just got whacked. But the Timberwolves, they would get up by 20 and then end up losing by 10 over and over in that series. Carl Anthony Towns got, wait for it, 
stem cell treatment, plasma injections in both knees, left Jeez. ankle, left wrist, and right fingers. So let me get this right. Wow. He had a right knee and a left knee procedure, a left ankle procedure, a left wrist procedure, and a right finger procedure. That's our guy, friend of the program. And that's like the game of operation back in the day. <laughs> yep. Where it just light up in different parts of your body, right? And I remember saying that about Derrick Rose. I remember first seeing Derrick Rose and saw how athletic he was because he played with Chris Douglas Roberts, who was also from Detroit. And I remember thinking, he already wearing two knee braces. Mm. That's the first thing I was thinking, right? And so I remember just, just, that reminds me of what you just said for Carl Anthony Towns. And that's what I want media and fans to understand. Like, of course you get paid an absorbent amount of money to play a kid's game. But the one thing that you do is you age your body. And so for a person like me who played as long as I have and pushing 50, like once you run up and down the court and, 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 and get a chance to play the game that you love for so very long, the, my knees ain't like the normal 49-year-olds. No. No. When I cross the street with you in New York, I take that into account. Because I can jog across the street. We're going across like Water Street by the studio. It's got four lanes. You know what I mean? It's a little bit long. It's not just a short block. So if I see the light about to change, I'd be like, let's sit this one out, Jay. Let's sit this one out. We'll fight another yeah, day. I got to I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put some WD-40 on the yeah, boys yeah. if we're going to be doing that. And so that that's what this sounds like for me. And I, always pay attention to when a player gets surgery. Everything you said about that player being weak or soft, mm -hmm. like Ben Simmons, that goes out of the window when you get on that surgery table. Take it from me. No athlete is trying to have surgery on any part of their body. Can you tell me again what just happened with him? I mean, it's a stem cell treatment and plasma injections in both needs. I don't know what that means. I'm familiar with stem cells. I believe in stem cell research. Eventually, they'll be very important for medicine, but I don't know what's going on with the knee injections. And then he's got left ankle, left wrist, and right finger procedures. That's a lot. So, Jake, <laughs> let, let me, just, let me talk, bring this back to the Suns, because after the game, I believe it was our colleague Mark Spears, or, or someone who works with us, one of our colleagues, I apologize, that said that Chris Paul limped out of the arena with a noticeable limp, and, and there's a quad injury, right? We hear this... And it's kind of like LeBron when he put the, the hand cast on after they lost in the finals. It's like, well, we want our athletes to gut it out through the injuries and play, right? Like Carl Anthony Towns did in the Grizzlies series. But then we criticize them for not playing well, but they don't want to use the injury as an excuse. So it's just kind of back and forth with perception in the media about managing injuries, especially deep in the playoffs, where it's like, we want them to play hurt, but then we want them to play like they're not hurt when they're hurt, but we don't want them to, them to use the injury as an excuse, but we want to know about the injury. Boom. Like, you you know, I'm, 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 I'm between the eyeballs on this one. No excuses. That's what it ultimately comes down to. You put mm -hmm. on the uniform, you put them shoes on, you go cash that check, let's boogie. And w when, when the game ends, and you Joel Embiid, for example, 
I do applaud him returning after being concussed and wearing a mask. It's incredible. Somebody hit me in my face, I'll still be in the fetal position, right? But he's, a, he's an MVP level player and you return to perform. The same thumb that he was nursing is also the one that made a game winning three against the Raptors in the first series. And so at that point, as a player and as a performer, when you return, we now will give you extra credit as fans and media when Isaiah Thomas is limping around in the NBA Finals playing against the Lakers scoring 20 plus, 25 points in the quarter. Like, that, that, that becomes your legend. We, when Giannis, last year's Finals, we didn't even know if Giannis was gonna play game one. No, he, he, he hyperextended his knee. His yeah, I was like, oh, he's gone. I thought he was just gone. Like, oh, we, we'll, we'll see Giannis around the All-Star break next season. Correct. Correct. When y'all get a chance, look at the Giannis injury again. Mm -hmm. Like, and so when he returns from that injury, we're like, whoa. Let's see, sit back. Let me get some popcorn. Let me see what's about to happen. And he came out dunking and blocking. And before you know it, the Bucs won a championship and Kareem and Big O was sitting front row. I saw him. And that now cements legacy. You see what I mean? The, the, that, that's what separates those great players from those superstars, Jacoby. The ability to mentally block out what's going on in your... Like, do, do y'all think, like, the average athlete probably go play a game when he just had an argument with his spouse? or he just went to his kid's school and they struggling on their homework. Like, all of that still exists. Like, all of, all of the things you do as a parent and like all of the things that come with it, like that still exists, but you still need to block that out, whatever's going on in your personal life when you get on the floor. Because guess what? The opponent ain't gonna be like, well, I know Jacoby's, you know, son struggling, you know, playing basketball. <laughs> let so let me stand in the corner. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take it easy on him. Now, it's, it, it don't work like that. It's no excuses. And so a, as we look at Carl Anthony Towns and the plasma injections, it doesn't sound like a serious surgery. I think that's, it sounds like more maintenance than anything. Mm -hmm. It sounds like some new, new technology that probably would have me not walking around the way you see me walking around. And then there's the nobody really wants to get on the table, especially that many for that many things. So I applaud athletes in particular, those who go over and beyond in the big game. Like people talk about the Jordan flu game, right? They talk about, and by the way, we did the last dance documentary here at Jalen and Jacoby, and we went deeper into the box score on that one. And there may have been some cards and some pizza involved the night before that Michael Jordan was spit on. That, it, so none that of that adds people up. in the room wouldn't eat it. None of that adds up. Like someone's lying. And, someone's lying. And, someone's lying. And I don't more, know who it is, but someone's and lying. More, and more, and more. If you're up late eating pizza and playing cards, let me tell you two other things we're sure was happening. Smoking cigars and having beverages. Well, also, think about this, Jay. If I go to a pizza shop, you know I love pizza. 
former pizza professional David Jacoby, right? There's a, I call it a slice and a half is one of my ideas because I don't a slice isn't enough and two slices is too much, right? But if I get a pizza ordered to my house, I'll probably have two or three slices, right? But you can't tell me that this man, the day before, night before a finals <laughs> game, and it's probably the wee hours in the morning, spit on every slice because he didn't want to share his pizza. So you're telling me he ate an entire pizza? An entire pizza? No chance. Someone, none of this adds up to me. None of it does. And even, and like, also, even the like, even this. Oh, he was so hungover that that's actually why he played that way. You're trying to tell me that Michael Jordan drank so much that the next night he could barely like walk. Like how much is how much do you have to drink to get there? I've tried. <laughs> I've never gotten there. <laughs> and let me tell let me tell you a time experiment. If you really think about it, in particular for basketball players, you drink the day of the game. No. Well, I mean, you could say that technically in the AM time, yes. Ding, 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 ding. So therefore, if you're out past 12 or at home past 12, midnight, and you're having beverages, one, two, three, four in the morning, you're drinking on the day of the game. Oh. I know, like, I lived this lifestyle. I had to, I was like, hold on, like, <laughs> in theory, we drinking on the day of the game. Uh, then, then you just put the drink down and started eating salads and doing doing calisthenics and drinking green juice. No, I order more pizza. Yeah. And, 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 and also, Utah. I've been to Utah. I've been to Salt Lake City. They, that ain't, it ain't New York City. The city never sleeps. They'll slip you an ambient. Like, how, how late is a delivery pizza place open in Salt Lake City? Right? How late? The latest. 11, 11.30. 11, exactly. But also, if it is... Like, is it the A-plus spot? No, and are you, you know close I mean? saying, hi, I'm, I'm Michael Jeffrey Jordan, number 23 for the Bulls. Can I order a pizza, please? <laughs> and then you let's at least go see. So now we're accusing these pizza professionals, my colleagues. In the, you're in the fraternity of people that played in the NBA. I'm in the fraternity of pizza professionals. If I had to poison the pizza, I wouldn't even know what to do. There's no part of the kitchen where we keep the poison. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, like, it's not like, oh, we got the chili flakes over here. We got the crushed garlic over here. And here's where we keep the, the, the salmonella poisoning jar. Like, I don't even know where to start. I mean, oh. I mean, if there's old moldy food That's in the hilarious. kitchen, you get it out the kitchen. So I, like, what are we accusing <laughs> these guys of? And then let's imagine you did poison the pizza and you somehow knew it was going to go to somebody on the bowls. Would you really show up with two more of your homeboys just to look in the in the, in the the hotel room? Would you? If you poisoned the pizza, would you make it that obvious that you poisoned the pizza? I don't know what oh, happened. Man. I don't know who's this lying. This is hilarious. Everyone's lying, dog. This is, Everyone this is, is lying hilarious. about that that pizza. Everyone's lying Time about the flu. Everyone's lying about the hangover. Me. No one knows what happened. And if you watch the video, he don't even look hungover. He looks more like he got the flu than a hangover, to be honest with you. <laughs> Either way, I'm glad we got to the bottom of it. With someone that played in the game seven versus Michael Jordan and an elite pizza professional mm -hmm. like yourself. That's what you need. That's what you need. And Jason Hare, the director of The Last Dance. Family. So they got, so they got, they, they were nice enough. That was a very successful program. Millions and millions of people tuning in every single day during a pandemic to watch that. Every week, I should say, 
and they sent us like this big plaque, right? They sent you one too. So I had this big box in my house and nowhere to put it, right? Because my wife was like, what is that? She said it yesterday. She's like, what is that big box? I was like a big plaque for the last dance you know, that they gave us. And she's like, dude, why don't we put it up in the wall? And I'm like, I don't think you understand how big this thing is, Joe. Like this ain't, like, this, this ain't, this ain't like a record plaque. Like, I don't think, you know, we don't, I don't think we need a, a dominant 30 for 30 promo poster on the wall. <laughs> That's not the aesthetic that we're going for in our chic apartment. <laughs> but we're, we're, we're digressing from what's really important, Jalen. Traveling to Miami to do hoop streams. Hoop streams and NBA countdown concurrently get you ready for every Eastern Conference Finals game. You can tune into NBA Countdown, obviously, on ABC and ESPN. You can tune into Hoop Dreams on all social media channels for ESPN. Flying down right before the game tomorrow. I'm gonna get there after we do J and J. Wednesday morning, got the 7 a.m. conference call for J and J. You're gonna you're gonna be there. You're gonna get in there like 7:07. You know what I mean? I'll warm it up. And then we got J and J Wednesday morning. A full off day. A full off day after that. Now, I, I don't know what to do. I'm going to yoga. I'm going to the beach. Do some shopping. You know what I mean? Done, and then done, Thursday, done. Thursday, no J&J, game at night. You know, we, I like to fill out that little room service breakfast request thing the night before. <laughs> I'm going to have them delivered at like 10 a.m. I'm, I'm, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep until 930 on Thursday. <laughs> Wow, that's late. You had your 4 a.m. days when the wife was out of town. Yeah. Parenting the kids, 4, 5, 6 in the morning, doing more before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. So now you get to Miami, you get to sleep till 9 a.m. So we got at least one day. My wife's not a morning person, so kids wake up at 6, and I wake up and I make them breakfast because we don't have to call until 7. And I just look at her sleeping. I'm like, why am I doing this? Why aren't you doing this? <laughs> she like, carried them each nine months. That's what whatever. she did. Whatever. <laughs> Jalen, we haven't talked about Kyrie Irving for a long time. He hasn't played basketball in a long time. But there's news that perhaps Nike will not continue this relationship with Kyrie Irving, who has a signature shoe, a dope signature shoe for them, and has been one of their sort of like superstar endorsers. What do you think about this potential and the, the year that Kyrie has had? I believe that during his tenure, as they created the character Uncle Drew, his signature shoe, other than Kobe's and obviously LeBron's, was the coldest. Yeah. Him and KD went back and forth, but I like the Kyrie's a little bit better, yes. Right, as I think about it, right? Um, I believe it's a residue of multiple things. I'm pretty sure he's getting paid top dollar. Along the lines probably of a couple of the guys I just mentioned. And now playing in Brooklyn, I saw that they just also negotiated with the late, great Black Mamba's estate. Yep. I'm glad they figured that out. They got that together. So um, I I just believe that they probably had a long partnership and they probably feel like he's 
more towards the end of his career than the beginning. I don't, I don't feel like it's because they got swept. I don't feel like it's because he didn't get vaccinated because that's all stuff in the past. He's still a talented player that when this season starts, he's going to be one of the 12 best players in the game playing mm -hmm. in that market. So for me, his, his attraction and his drawing power in particular to whatever kicks he's playing, playing in, he's still going to garner top dollar. He's still going to have a signature shoe, even if it's not with them. Mm -hmm. I mean, you'd think that Nike would be a dream to have a major market with two of their big endorsers with signature shoes running together. It seems like, but it also feels a little bit like James Harden and the Sixers, where it's like, we love you, we've had a great run, you're very valuable to us, but max deal might not be on the table for you. So in order to get max money, you might have to be wearing three stripes or a Lanning or, or Puma, join the Puma life with Jalen Rose, because we'll see what happens with that. Jalen. What up, though? We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is hearing from the people. I have to give our sponsors a shout out first because Kyrie has always been so innovative in everything that he does. So I need to give some shout outs to our sponsors that are brought to you by CarMax, also innovative. You can shop online or on the lot with home delivery in select markets. Go shopping. Also Kyrie gets it done. Luka Doncic gets it done, though. Luka Doncic got it done during this season, and especially yesterday. The ones who get it done is brought to you by Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, back 24-7 support, and access to product specialists. Call or click Granger.com or stop by one of their many locations. We say we give the people what they want. Part of that is hearing from you. If you call 985-80-JALEN, 985-80-JALEN, you can leave us a voicemail, and we'll put it on the show just like this. Yo, what is it do? It's Q, representing ATL right now. Um, shout out Medicinal, shout out Reg, The Ledge. Shout out Brian, too, the producer. Um, I just had a soft move, a boss move question for you, man. Um, me and my girls arguing about this. Not arguing, but, you know, talking about this. And she was trying to update her application. And, you know, she wanted to tell the truth on everything. And I was like, yeah, it's all right. You can sprinkle, sprinkle a little white lie here and there, you know. <laughs> Is it a soft move or boss move? Sprinkling white lies through your resume. And the basketball question real quick. Is it me or like back in the 80s and 90s? I don't know. I'm, I was born in the late 90s. Back in the 80s and 90s, did, did, did people get, the basketball players get hurt as often then versus now? I feel like they didn't. Or if they did, they just didn't act like they was. Cause it's getting crazy. All right, y'all, keep getting them check. Jalen, let's start with your specialty. Because <laughs> you, you don't have a resume, dog. You, you never Great had to call. submit a resume. But we'll start with 80s, 90s basketball players. Do you think they got hurt more or less or the same than this current era? And I've had to do multiple resumes. We'll get to that. Um, I believe 
players prior in prior decades were more durable. And I'm gonna give you the number one distinction why. We grew up playing on concrete. That's why. Hmm. Like your 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 um your your body gets used to cutting, running, jumping, falling on the concrete. So now playing in the gym, it almost feel like falling on a pillow. When you do your moves and the ball don't skip on a rock, or it's not different um, issues with the concrete or the pavement that is not layered all equal, those become the things that you used to play under those environmental, um, those environmental spaces to play the game. Think about it, you're from the East Coast, I'm from Michigan. Imagine shoveling snow off of the court or in front of a hoop to then play on concrete. Mm -hmm. Like you gotta really wanna do that. You see what I'm saying? Like there was times, just think about this. Do you know how hard it is to cut a hole in the milk crate? Do you know how, do you know how difficult that is? That's only two difficult. ways. You can either keep going to get the ball or it gotta go all the way through. And the one thing about shooting on a milk crate, it gotta go straight in or it ain't going in. Right? So those are the conditions that you used to play under. The modern day athlete don't play outside. Think about Jacoby, how many times you been playing and it's like, oh, it's a little windy. Dang, I can't shoot from right here. I don't have to shoot it a little different. The wind might blow it. Or one day it's sunny. Like, you get used to playing in those conditions. Well, there's different rim conditions and backboard conditions. There's some backboards in New York City where you can shoot, it, shoot a ball out of a bazooka and the backboard will just catch it and place <laughs> it right in the basket. There's certain rims in New York City where it's like, it, it, you cannot touch the rim. It's not just gonna miss, it's gonna go 30 feet from the basket. And think about the evolution of the game. So it's like chain nets, double rims. It was like rims, like, the, 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 there's so many different variations of how the game has changed over, you know, the last 60 or 70 years. And so those of us that played in the 70s growing up, and then in the 80s in high school, and then in the 90s in college, and then playing in the league in the 90s, by the time you get to college, it's like the game's getting easier because there's more money involved. So now I'm in college. It's like, oh, we got shoe deal? Oh, we not wearing those. Oh, y'all, uh-uh. We're not wearing those. We're the Dion's. We're the Bo Jackson's. We're not, we're not, we're the, we're the Barclays. Like, we are not wearing those. <laughs> it, 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 that's really how it happened. And same with those shorts. Like, no, those need to be longer. And the reason why I bring that up is as a player, when you start to ascend, it becomes more money being invested in the game. And these are also more years that the elder players needed to play. We're talking about LeBron breaking Kareem's records. When Kareem went to college for three or four years and couldn't play as a freshman because they were ineligible. So just think about that. He went to college also. 
And so mm. now, by the time you get to the league, you're grizzled. You got a trainer. You're on a like, it's it's you're on a big stage. Like everybody watching you perform, you're getting paid to do it. NBA players were flying commercial. Just think about it. Flying commercial. Now we heard Draymond Green talking about a three and a half hour flight to Memphis. On a private plane where you can eat or drink, stand up, do the anything you want. Flying, the flying commercial when you can smoke cigarettes on the plane. Like you're on a plane and people are, are, are flying commercial. I remember when I when first was a kid, I was, I was lucky enough to take a plane. They had every armrest had an ashtray in it. Every single one. It did. Imagine. So, as somebody, ooh, you, you put a nice button on this for me with this law. So, as somebody whose mother was a cigarette smoker, when I got on a plane, for example, for the first time going to an AU tournament, it wasn't foreign to me that I was surrounded by smoke because I was used to it. That's the answer to this question. Players then got used to the conditions and played through the conditions and it made the journey tougher. So by the time you got to the league, that was gravy. Now it's ninth grade, I'm going to the league. Everything is specialized. like. What time I'm gonna work out, and that's a good thing. Like by the way, like like the the progression of the game has been great, but the medicine that's been infused in the game with hyperbaric chambers and what you were just saying that with Carl Anthony Towns, diffusion shots and stuff like that also gives the current modern day athlete an advantage because more stuff is detect, um, detected. See, before we could get an X-ray possibly an MRI. We wore ice bags. Think about it, you went into the locker room, like now a player could get in a cold tub. We didn't even have those. Like you wore ice bags. You see what I'm saying? So now the rest of your body just gets used to playing through the pain. It because, like it's it, The aches become a part of who you are. So it's like, all right, back to back, my right knee sore, da 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 da, I need to get to the gym, you know, whatever. So yes, players, seem to get hurt more now, A, because of the information that they have available, but B, because their journey didn't start with them playing outdoors, in particular, on concrete. Jalen, the resume thing I need to talk about, because I've been in ESPN for 23 years, so I haven't done my resume too much. Not too many free agency periods in my career, but I remember one time someone was like, do you have a resume? I was like, I don't, I don't think so. Like, I'm on TV, dog. Like, I don't know, Google me? Like, what do you mean? And then you put it together and like, to straight up lie, say you worked at a company you didn't work for, no. Embellishments, it, there's, there's careful wording in the resume process where you're not lying, but you're not telling the truth. You have to find that balance. Now, there is one thing that I've always, I've, I changed at one point. My college GPA was like 3.14, right? <laughs> and I remember saying to myself, I'm 10 years removed from college. I'm like, if I say 3.8, they're going to call up and get my tra <laughs> like my transcription. You know what I mean? Are they going like, to like show up and go to the library and start like thumbing through like old paperwork and files? I mean, this is now 3.8. That was just a straight up lie. That is not a fact. But I was like, there's no, God bless, God bless the HR department that like fact checks everything on this piece of paper because that ain't happened. I did not get a 3.8 GPA, but my resume definitely says that because 3.14, it doesn't look that good. I don't even know if it's 3.14 to be honest. Hilarious. Who knows?
Who knows? <laughs> but also, like... That is it, hilarious. It, it says, like, oh, created Sports Nation. But if you let my resume tell it, like, I did it by myself. Like, I painted Sports Nation in my basement. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can't make a TV show by yourself. That's a take as a team. You know what I mean? Was I a leadership group of that team? Yes. But you don't do anything by yourself. But little, little tweaks like that. But one thing I would be careful is a couple things. People will call references. People use me as a reference often, and I will not lie about that person. I will I, I will make them sound good, because I won't tell them they can use me as a reference if I didn't like them, but I'm not gonna straight up lie. And you, one thing you, I would never do is I would never say that you worked for a company that you did. You know what I mean? Like Those are the things where you're just like, if I found out that someone lies on a resume, I would, I would throw that resume right in the trash and remember that name to never work with again. Agree, and here's what you do. Jacoby used the word embellish and it's about the wording mm -hmm. more so than what actually took place. And you can maneuver the words to make it sound like your role was more important than it actually was. I managed communications. You know what that means? I picked up phone calls from my boss, right? <laughs> but managing communication makes it sound like you had to get a degree to do it. But really what I did is to say, hello, sorry, can't come to the phone right now, can I take a message? You know, action, action <laughs> verbs, coordinated maintained, managed, created, action words. And, and Jacoby, in a different way, in a 2022 way, I wanna make sure I acknowledge for resumeers out there <clears throat> what I did. In order for me to work in this industry, this would be my 20th consecutive year covering the NBA Finals on television. I did a resume and I pitched the idea to BET Mad Sports. I took reels from when I played. I let them know my educational background that I also, here's one, for example, when you hear me talk, it sounds like I graduated from Michigan, right? So oh, yeah. you you've literally resume, said that. You've literally said right? it before. I'd be like, that's right. not true. <laughs> if, you look at, if you look at my resume, you would think that I graduated in theory. If you, no, I'll take that back. If you hear me speak, you will, you will hear me talk like I got a communications degree from Michigan. Mm -hmm. When actually I studied communications for three years at Michigan, but I got my degree from University of Maryland, University College taking correspondence courses. And this is what I tell young people all of the time because I did mine in reverse as an athlete. People don't ask you where you started college, they ask you where you graduated from. Mm -hmm. So don't feel need, the need if you don't have to to absorb those student loans. It's okay to go to community college, yeah. it's okay to live at home, it's okay junior to do college. all of that. It, yeah. it, it did junior college, it did when you become an upperclassman try to go college or university route type of thing. That's, that's a good that, point. That, 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 that's, that's something that uh, I, that people could do a better job of manipulating. So Another thank thing you for I'll the do call, we appreciate the support. For, for young people trying to put resumes together and put their profiles together, if I'm looking to hire you, I'm going through your socials. I am going through your socials. Definitely. So, so remember like that. Like a so, and so, yeah. whoever you follow. And, yeah. and whoever stuff you follow and so like. So be careful. If you try to get a job, you might want to clean those up real quick. You might want to go through the archives because that's definitely what I'm doing if I'm evaluating you. We will be back tomorrow.
Why is that Jalen Anthony? We're not Rose. done. We're not done. We are not done. Got to give the people.